0: Good morning. It's Friday, January 6th, and I'm going to start the podcast out here with a little shout out on Active Trader Pro because yesterday, and it's a pat on the back, and some of you guys took this trade. Uh, I said Mullen, uh, midday, might have some news, Um, and we were watching it down here at about 35, 36 cents. It was at 34 when it kind of opened up, um, maybe thirty five cents. Let's just call it $0.36, okay? I said, it's got confirmation, and I heard that there's going to be news. Well, this one kind of took off. So from $0.36, you went all the way up to $0.44. Crazy, crazy good trade. If you had played options, even better. Look at the volume kind of increase as it goes. Now, in the after hours, you've kind of gone down, and you've come back to $0.41, I don't know what it's gonna to do today. I don't expect anybody to be holding this one. If you didn't get out at 42 or 43 cents when you saw it in the pre-market or sometime today or even yesterday, when it lost its confirmation at about this is a five minute candle. You had five minutes to pull the trigger when it was up here at 43 and it lost all of its confirmation at 43 uh 43. So If you're still holding at 41, you're like, I should have sold. Well, you're getting greedy. That's your lesson. But kudos and high five to everybody that took Mullen. I did not. There were a couple of trades that I looked at yesterday. And one of them that I actually had an order in for was UNH. And I had UNH at 487. Its day range was 488 to 502. It never got to 487. Here in pre-market, it's at 491. I probably will put in the trade again at um, uh, 487. And the reason I'm doing that, and I just went over this on YouTube Live with a couple of folks, is because of this one candle on October 13th. The low was 487.74. So maybe I'll put in the order at 488. Um, it was a 2% candle, which is a big move. But the reason I'm putting that order in is because I don't have any confirmation right now that this is moving upward. Right at 490, it's kind of putting in its, its, its base level at 490. I'd be lucky if I get it at 487. Your earnings are coming up January 12th next week. So in my mind, I want that before earnings because I've seen what it has done the past couple of times when earnings comes out. So I don't think that getting this one at 487 is a bad move. I'm just kind of, you know, counting my pennies per se. And it's maybe the wrong strategy, but those are the two that that I took. Costco, uh, I may have steered you guys wrong on Costco. They announced today their December sales were up. And this in pre-market is trading to 462. 450 was probably the trade, but... If you don't get it here, there is a gap up here between 476 and 479. If today's numbers tend to hold, and it, they probably will because of the job numbers, and we'll go over that in, in two seconds. But um, if today's numbers hold, you're probably going to wish that you would have bought at the 458 um, because you're already above that by two bucks. Uh, but it'll probably go up. I'm hoping that I can get this one at about 450. Um, anywhere between 450 and 440 is kind of where I think I want it. Uh, it never got down there. Um, here on this candle, the low was 447. I probably should have pulled the trigger there. Um, 449 was the low on that candle, but it hasn't, It you know, yesterday it got to 449, <clears throat> but it was for a split second. So, and then they announced the December sales, and of course now it's up at 462. So uh, another one that I'm watching is Roblox um, because, uh, and and this one's at 30. We had a buy-in here at 26. You still have great confirmation. You're going to fill this gap, it looks like, up to 32.58. Uh, if you're lucky, you'll get up to 36 and you'll hit the 200 day like you have a couple of other times. Um, but the the run is pretty strong in this one. I'm taking a look at it. Uh, again, this is not one that's making money. This is a gamble. This is just something that you're kind of playing it with. So it's not something that uh, I-, I would say you go big and go hard with. Um, Tesla. Uh, I had said, hey, Tesla's heading down to 85. Today we get news that they're cutting prices in China. Um, China is you know, a pretty competitive market. Uh, they have some issues with their economy um, the The Tesla is a premium item compared to some of their other cars like neo um, so they cut their prices. It kind of indicates that in China, which is the leading market for electric vehicles, uh, Tesla has a demand problem. Well, Tesla also cut the prices in the fourth quarter here in America. The question is: Is this a demand problem? Uh, self-driving, the full self-driving, it came out that I think only like three hundred thousand people have paid for full self-driving. Um, that's a crazy low number uh, compared to the amount of people that have uh, that have purchased the car. So uh, it is a ten or twelve thousand dollar uh, you know add-on to the vehicle. Uh Elon keeps raising the price. It doesn't get you much. I mean honestly today nobody's using the full self-driving. There are very few people. I have it. I paid I think $4,000 all in, maybe $5,000 all in for it. Um it was when they promised full self-driving and you had a bunch of other features that you needed to um that you needed to buy full self-driving for. And part of that was the summon, which is basically a party trick I learned um which is where you kind of stand away from the car you make it come to you and then it crashes into curbs and it, you know it will run over someone's foot essentially it's just not a great a great tool um the one thing that i if i were buying a tesla today that i would miss if i didn't get full self driving is changing lanes automatically changing lanes on my drive from um uh, new jersey from here in atlanta to new jersey and back that's the one thing I would miss. But remember, we've got this daily chart on uh, Tesla. Let me make sure I'm on. Yeah, I'm on that. Uh, I'm going to collapse this. Uh, and we've got this daily chart. And if I pull this back and we look, there is this second gap. Remember, I said this first gap. Everybody called me crazy, but I said that first gap at 137, that needs to be filled. Well, that got filled. That got filled pretty well. Um, on the down on the daily, well now you're looking at 82 to 84, and that that needs to be filled before I'm comfortable in buying this one as well. So, sorry, I had to pause that. I had some oatmeal before breakfast. So, um, but yeah, Tesla. I think you're 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 going right to this gap at 81 to 83. Uh, I will not be buying any until I see. Um, I mean, you know, here's the thing. Look at this. When you pull this volume chart, and we'll pull the volume chart to August 3rd, 2022, uh, the majority of people who are still holding are up here in the 180s. And so that's a a pretty good magnet to get it back there. But the second you're right at this volume chart right here at 106, people are buying between 100 and 106. If their demand continues to go down, I think you're going to start to see even more people pull in and as people start to buy in then you're going to start to see the the price creep up <clears throat> so uh tesla there you go uh one thing i do want to point out is how broken the republican party is and how bad a leader uh mccartney's going to going to be because he's going to have no power with all the concessions that he has so be prepared for the market that's bad news it, it, while it's great for for um to have a split government and to have kind of dysfunction this kind of dysfunction is not good for the market. Um, if people start not getting paid, if the government shuts down because there is twenty people who won't vote for McCartney, uh, or there is somebody who can't get those votes, you've got a problem. And and there is a reason this hasn't happened since the Civil War. Uh, remember, the Civil War was what almost broke this country up. So um, historians, um, you know, read your history books. Uh, I am not an expert on this stuff. Uh, I am a Monday morning quarterback who just repeats headlines. So, but it 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 mind you, that is not good news for the market. So be very aware of that. Now, what I'm gonna do for the Fridays, because I, I tell people, hey, you shouldn't buy on Fridays. I might buy long term on Friday, but you shouldn't buy long a short term place. Like Mullen, I was just going over it with uh Emmett on um on on YouTube. Don't hold your mullen over the weekend sell it buy back in on monday if you want just sell it i mean your Mullen is not going to get you your long term capital gains of 15% you're going to pay short term capital gains on that there is no strategy in the world that says hold that one over the weekend uh, will it be 80 cents on monday could be you know you sell it for 40 cents today could be 80 cents on monday and and again what you you already got a profit so buy back in at 80 cents maybe it goes to a, a, a dollar you know next week If you believe in it that hard. But take your profits when you can. Um, There's an old saying, pigs get slaughtered or something. I'll look it up on the internet. But what I want to do now on Fridays is kind of go over the scans that we did this week and see where they are today. Because uh, ones that we do early in the week, they may have six, seven, eight candles. So let's take a look at some of these. Um, And the first one I'm going to look at is QCLN. This is the clean energy ETF that I have in the daily stock picks core portfolio. Where did we wind up? Well, uh, Monday it said to buy at 47.77. Right now you're at 45.53. You never got really above that nine day. So you still have some downside. Um, Do I think that this has reached a bottom? I don't know. But the RSI right now is at 33. The MACD is still crossed up. It hasn't gotten you out of this trade. Um, your average trade on this one, you lose 30% over 1,000 candles. But over 1,000 candles, if you buy and held, you lost 43%. Your average win is 9.3%. You do only win 25% of the times. So this, this, this has clean energy in it. Um, you know, With Biden stuff, it kind of ran up. Uh I've held on to this one. I've made a fortune in this one because I bought it way back when. If we go back to I think it was um twenty eighteen I bought this one. Um yeah, I think it was way back here at about like eighteen dollars, somewhere in that neighborhood. From a um a weekly perspective, you're still just breaking the two the two hundred day, which you haven't done since COVID, um, since two thousand and eighteen. So Again, I think this one's a long-term. That's why I have it in the core portfolio. Um, Taiwan Semiconductor. We had a bad week for chips. Let's take a look at what the algorithm did on this one. 74.29 was the buy. You're at 75.78. You still have confirmation. I think you hold on to it. It's kind of, the Bollinger Bands are just cinching up. You're kind of looking at that one as, as a decent one. Morgan Stanley, I currently own. By the way, I do not own Taiwan Semiconductor. I want to get in and I may get in on that one. Uh, Morgan Stanley, 8564, you're at 8591. If you wanted to get out with a short little gain, you could have gotten out at about 87. Uh, I don't know that it would have been worth it. it. You know, the whole week it's kind of floundered in this RSI. You know, nothing exciting for me with Morgan Stanley. Apple, we talked about Apple being a a one that I have a ton in. It has no support whatsoever. 127.7027 was the buy in. Uh, today, you're trading at 126. I, it just never had confirmation. Uh, it got you out of the first trade at 128 um, and got you back in at 127. So it, it's clearly on its way down. The RSI from a four hour standpoint is at 35. The MACD is kind of just fluttering down there. I think you're putting in a floor here, but I'd wait for their earnings. Their earnings are January 26th. We know earnings are going to be bad. So I'd wait for that one. Uh, I don't think I'd buy into earnings. But I think if you don't have a position in Apple and you want to start it, I, my personal opinion, at some point this year, it's going to be a $150 stock. Uh, Amazon, there was a buy on, uh, looks like December 30th. Um, so it wasn't even this week. But Amazon, 8312, the reason why I bought it up is because I just think this is a good price. It's at 82 right now. Uh, 8252 So the market's open. It's trading. I don't know where this one goes. Honestly, I don't know anybody that has given up their prime. They just hired too much. And as they're laying people off, they're going to save a bunch of money and their profit margins are going to go up. So uh, that's one. Teladoc, I said I wasn't super excited about. This was one that ARC loves. Um, it's gotten you in and out during the week. 24, 25, 45 was the buy in on Monday to twenty two. You just don't want it. I'm telling you, you know, when I tell you that one, the the only reason I brought it up was because it's an Arc favorite. I, I still think it's just a shitty, shitty company. Um, Arc G twenty eight sixty three. You're trading at twenty eight twenty. So twenty eight sixty three was the buy in, but that candle was a four percent candle uh on on Monday. So it was a pretty volatile uh buy in at 2863. Um but MGM, I said hey, MGM is a uh a play on China and most of MGM, most of China stuff with the the Macau opening and stuff. Uh it's gambling because we have MGM and Penn. Um 3393 was the buy in. Today you're at 3562. So you're close to 10%. So Uh, Let's look at uh, Penn, P-E-N-N, since we're uh, looking at uh, some of the gamblers. Uh, $30.20 was your buy-in. And again, the candle was a big candle at 3%. Uh, $30.25 is where you're trading today. Their earnings are coming up on February 1st. Um, The RSI is kind of in there. Personally, I'd probably want to own any other gambler like Wynn uh, or Sands. Sands has exposure to Macau. So when that opens up, that's a good one. Datadog. Um, I, I had mentioned this one is a good software company, um, but it's in a downward trend and it's hard, hard hit. Uh, we had a cross up. I don't even see it on here, um, but you, you don't want to be in this one. Uh, it looks like the the cross down. It crossed up slightly, but it was currently in one. It's gotten you out. Um Let's look at 3M. That was the final one on Tuesday, 3M. Um, You had a cross up here at 119 and you're trading at 124. So nothing crazy, but a good three, four or 5%. Then we go to Wednesday's cross ups, j and J. I I said, this one's just going to flounder. It's trading at 180. We had a buy in at 178. I I thought it was too expensive. It's close to its 52-week highs, but you just buy and hold this one. I hold it personally. Uh, I think it's in our core portfolio. Yeah, it's in the core portfolio. Um, DocuSign, which is not in our core portfolio, and I don't hold, but I am a fan of. Wait a cross up. It's a secondary cross up. Uh, December 9th, you had a buy-in here at $50.23. You're at $54.00. Uh, I would have suggested you got out at 55 to make your 10% and get out of this one before it kind of goes down. But you do have some gaps above that could uh, that could fill. UPS, which is one that I, I'm a big fan of down here because it's just been beaten up. Um, we had a buy-in here at uh, 176 on Wednesday. You're trading at 175. So it hasn't been all good. Um, Adobe, which again, I'm a fan of uh I don't personally own, I don't personally use, but you had this ascending triangle. 342 was the buy-in. You're trading at 331. So quite a bit down from where you were. Um and it's just because it's expensive. If we go over here and we look at Adobe, um the PE is 32. It's a super expensive stock. I'm a fan of it, but it is a super expensive stock. K Web has got had a good um a good week. And I need to add the Chinese stocks back into our some of our core portfolio. Um, K-Web, it was a secondary cross-up. You've got a, a huge ascending triangle. 1995 was the buy-in on October twenty 27th. You're still in that trade uh, at 34.13. This was Tuesday, so it was January 4th. You were trading somewhere in the neighborhood of 34, um, and it was a secondary cross-up right there, so uh, I think 34.13. You kind of at the same place uh, with K-Web. Boeing, this has just been a monster. This was a secondary cross-up and it's continued to fly. 129 on October 4th was the buy-in. You're at 208 right now. If I go to January 4th, you were just under 200. You're at 195. You're at 208 right now. Alert, alert. You're at 208. If for some reason on January 24th, when they announce earnings, they say we're profitable and we're redeploying a dividend to $300 stock. So at some point in time this year, it will be a $300 stock. And Jim Cramer is actually good on that one. He said to buy it on the way down. Uh, I don't know that his trust bought it on the way down. I think they were buying it at $400. So their average price, they're probably still in the red on that one. Um, Okta, which I said, Hey, it's not making money. Be careful of this one. It was a secondary cross up, um, on January 4th. They were trading at 70. They're at 66 right now. So yesterday we had McDonald's, McDonald's corporation. There's not much that's going to change in one day on this one. You had a buy-in here at two sixty-four seventy-six. got you right out at 265, you know, with a 0.95%, um, Loss, it looks like. Um, well, I'm sorry. It got you out the next candle, hasn't got you back in, but it's trading at 264 right where it was at, 276. So you haven't lost any money. But again, that's just one day. So um Walgreen Boots, we talked about this one. This one had a cross up. Uh it was a crazy good one. Um 3591 was the cross up, but you could have gotten this one at 3430 and you're at 3537. Here's what you have to look at. The gap that it made from 37 to 36, it's going right back to fill that. Uh, Honest to God, you're within the Bollinger Bands. You're still under the nine day. But at some point in time, I think this gets to 37. Are you in danger of holding this one? No. I mean, when you see this, again, any reaction in the market is an overreaction. I think that's what the market's reacting to. So, um, Walgreen Boots was one. uh, Broadcom, AVGL, which is a chip company. Um, This was one. It got you in. It was the secondary cross up. We have a cross up here on October 18th at 438. You're at 567. So, nice big move on Broadcom. Um, An undervalued stock. That's what you can do. Now, today's cross ups, um, which. Again, in my mind, this is one that you buy. Uh, it's $60.17. I think it should have gotten under 60 but $60.17 is Devon Energy. This has a crazy good dividend. It's the highest paying dividend stock on the S&P 500 uh, at 8.59. I personally own it. I have not gotten out. I don't follow the uh, The algorithm on this one, the algorithm makes you 10% over 1,000 candles. Buying and holding makes you 243%. This is an energy company. Your average win is 14%. You win 30% of the time. There are 30 positions, so you win 30% of the time. Uh, 14.94% is your average win. It's not a great stock to trade. Just own it. Have it for the dividend. Uh, We had a cross-up here on Oxy. Uh, which is another one that I own in the core portfolio at sixty dollars and seven. Uh, I'm sorry, sixty two forty six. You're at three sixty three fifty six right now. A two percent gain. Um, that's just in one day. So uh, I think you're going back to the two hundred day of sixty seven. This is one I, I, I own. I don't listen to the um, the algorithm on this one. BioGen. I was hearing something about. I think they're um, one of their drugs. You had a cross up here. Um, It doesn't look like it's actually on my screen, but you do have a cross-up. Maybe it just crossed down. Yeah, you have a cross-up here at about 274. Um, My father owns this one. It's using its 200-day. I mean, there's nothing super exciting about this. You have this enormous gap here between 200 and 251 that isn't filled. I don't know that I'd necessarily recommend this one, but, if you wanted to get into it, I think you just gotta be aware that this gap is still in play um so it it's 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 a significant gap, but again, that's in the drug space, which I'm not particularly uh uh educated in chewy is one this is an interesting one it's got a thirty six fifteen price um cross up here. I don't know that I'd buy it because you still have room on the downside to this uh thirty two dollars Uh, on this gap. And it's not out of the realm of possibility that $32 gets in there because September 30th, it was down there. If we look at Chewy, the only reason I brought this up is because the dogs, but they're not making money. Um, Year to date, it's down 2%. Remember you're only January 6th. Uh, Your performance year for one year is down 33%. You're 62% above your 52 week low of $22 you 33% below your 52-week high, $54. It's not super exciting. Cross-up. If you want to go back to the 200-day, you want to buy it here at 36, I think you may get to you know, 37, 38. <clears throat> but it's a cross-up. And as a dog owner, I figured I'd bring it up. Another uh, entry for a, um energy company is FANG, Diamondback Energy, 36.15, right under the 200-day. Uh, I'm sorry, 133.95. It just held on. You did have this death cross right here on December 28th of the 50-take going under the 200-day. But I think that was more relevant to this 136 buy, and it dipped down. It lost you 5%. gets you right back in at 133. You are above the 9-day. The so you do have confirmation. I think you, you know, in my mind, if you don't have energy exposure, this might be an opportunity for you. And the reason I say it might be an opportunity for you is because look at that dividend, two point two four percent. Your PE is only five. Uh, you, last year you made seventeen percent. You are nineteen percent below your fifty-two week high. You're thirty-two percent above your fifty-two week low. Personally, I'd probably take Devin or Oxy. Um. So, but. Uh, another energy company that you could play. Uh VLO. This is Valero Energy Corporation. Um, the it's gapping up here. Um 126 was the buy-in. You're trading at 130. Um, but this one has 140 in its uh it, you know, realistic range. Uh if energy continues to go higher, you've got the, this gap up here um at 138 that seems to have been covered. Um but again, it, it traditionally goes well above the 200-day. So you may be just getting a, a, a secondary move there. You have earnings coming out on January 25th. It's an interesting one. The real interesting one that I may actually buy into, BTU, which is a Dr. Tom play. This is Peabody Energy. It is coal. I have to get over my uh, aversion to coal. But BTU buy-in is 27.19. You're trading at 28 today. But I think this does have 30 and 31 in it. And the reason is because just at the beginning of December, you were 30, 31. Look at where that MACD is. It's still below its oscillator line. Now, the RSI is at 56. So choose which one. This may be a short-term energy play for me. Um, BTU, I think they have a dividend. but Let me see. Um, BTU. Do, 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 they don't have a dividend. Their PE is three, so it's not super, super high. Um, again, it's a coal company. And, you know, do what you want, but energy is going to be a, a pretty good play this year in my mind. Uh, I don't think you're getting out of the energy game. Personally, I'm not getting out of the energy game. If we pull this over to its highs of 32, which was on November 30th. Um, so just at the beginning of November, you're looking at a pretty good volume shelf here that might pull it up to about 30. Uh, if that one expands, then you probably are, you know, could go up. There's still a good amount of people holding at 31, 32. A lot of people got out. If you break this volume trend, you're down to 26. The 200 day is right at about 26. I might get into this one. That's all I'm saying. Uh, there are four that I might get into. Uh, BTU, UNH, Costco, and Roblox. Those are the four. This is going to be the format that I'm going to try and adopt for Fridays because I don't want you buying on a weekend. Until we get a more clear state of where the market is going, I don't think that Friday buys are what you do. Um, I think, you you know, particularly I'm still scanning the energy sector. I'm still looking at at PXD, for instance, which has an 11% dividend. Um, I think this one is well below it's 200 day. And I think you have an opportunity to get into this one. 228 was the buy-in, uh, yesterday, uh, on January 5th in the afternoon. So you had a nice buy-in on this one. Uh, what I'm going to do over the weekend is put together two additional watch lists for those of you with TrendSpider. If you haven't gotten TrendSpider, you probably should go get it again. You know, if I'm on, uh, A vacation or something—you can look these up yourself. But the two additional lists that I'm going to put are all of the uh, ETFs, the short and longs that I trade, so that we can look at entries and exits in those. And it will be all of the energy trades, the energy companies that I think you should get into, um, that I quote-unquote approve. So um, we did take a quite a bit lower. It looks like. Um, Let me look at. Yeah, we're negative on the Nasdaq right now. So we went from a positive open to pretty good negative. And wow, everything seems to have, but Costco's still flying. Um, so be careful what you're trading today. Energy, I think, is going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's been beaten up. That's what's going up. Um, you know, you got Qualcomm in the chip space. You've got uh, Simon Property Group. You've got Target up 3%. And that's based on all of the, the Costco numbers. Cost Target. At 158, Um, we talked about this one having a buy-in on target at 143 way back here on December 27th. I told you anything under 150, I think you absolutely could buy because I think at some point in time this year we're going back to cover this gap, which was just created by the way in November. That gap is going to be 177. So buying here, I don't think you're you're out of the realm of possibility buying here in target and at some point in time, maybe this year, maybe next year, you go to 212 to cover that gap. Target's too good of a store. Um, Alphabet is too good of a company to be trading at these levels. So, um, yeah, be careful trading. Uh, Listen to me on Monday. I'll have some new plays for you. If you are a Trendspider subscriber, um, or if you if you want to subscribe to Spider, I think the stale is still going on. Let's just look at TrendSpider. Um, it's going on for another two days. Uh, 468, you need the elite level in the middle to be able to get my algorithm. I'll share with you the algorithm. I'll share with you all the watch lists. I'll share with you the scanners that I use. Um, I'm working on a, a couple other uh, algorithms for short short-term trading and maybe some of those ETFs that I trade. Um, That might work a little bit better than my algorithm. But again, if you get this, the algorithm, it's, you know, kind of plug and play. But Trendspider is such a great tool. I promise you, if I can't make you $500 in a year, um, you're you're doing something wrong. Um, You know, last year was a little bit difficult. Um, I lost money on my long-term portfolio. I made money in my short-term portfolio. Remember, uh, if you haven't listened for a while, there are some podcasts on a 40 40 20 uh, 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 portfolio that I suggest. 40% you just buy and hold, you, you know, includes Apple, Amazon, Google. You don't necessarily touch it. Maybe once a year you look at it. Um, 40% is midterm, anywhere between six, six months and a year. Yeah, you might tax loss harvest. You might take some profits of those uh, a little bit quicker than you would normally from the other 40%, but 20%. Shit, you know, ten percent of that. You know, ten. I should split that twenty percent up into ten percent and ten percent. Ten percent of it is going to be like Devon Energy and and um, some of those dividend plays where you play it through the dividend or you don't necessarily listen to the uh, uh, the algorithm that you have. Uh, ten percent you could hold for a day. You could hold for an hour. Ten percent of that's like Mullen. Mullen would be in that ten percent. Because if you blow up ten percent of your account, you're not killing yourself, um, you know. And you shouldn't throw all of it into Mullen. but um, you know, again, five percent of your portfolio should probably be in something like crypto. That's super, super volatile, but could be life changing. So if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. Again, Trendspider's on sale. Um, if you ha- if you want to switch to Fidelity, just you know, it's twenty five hundred dollar put in. Uh, We'll get you some money on that one. Just email me your uh, email address and your phone number. Send it to me on the socials. Whatever you want to do, join the private Facebook group. Um, If you're listening on this and you're not watching the YouTube video, go and watch the YouTube video. Uh, The charts are important part of your, uh, your process of just listening to some douche on the internet like me is learning how to read these charts. You really want to know how to read the charts so that I'm not your guy that you listen to. I am not your Jim Cramer. Uh, those people that make fun of Jim Cramer, there are a lot of people that listen to Jim Cramer. And, and Jim Cramer is not a, a you know, he, he makes money, he charges you $700 a year. And I, sh- I showed everybody who was listening on my podcast. Um... This woman on YouTube, this woman, Dr. Stacey Nash, she sent me an, it was an ad that I saw on Instagram and I'm like, what's she placing ads for? Um, And I read her book and uh, I don't know, just doesn't seem like, you know, people that do courses, I have a problem with the people that do courses because there was one person who messaged me last night. Um, He had paid money for a course that was just a Bollinger band. And they said, yeah, when it's on the top of the Bollinger Band, you sell. When it's on the bottom of the Bollinger Band, you you buy. And you can make money this way. Well, fuck no, you can't make money that way. So it is what it is. So any questions, hit me up. Thanks, you guys. Have a great weekend. And by the way, the Buffalo Bills player is awake, uh, communicating. And the quote of the year, and, and remember this for January, he woke up. First thing he asked the doctors was, did we win? And they responded back, you won at the game of life. Kudos. So if you're listening to this, you won it the game of life. <laughs> uh, kudos to everybody. I hope to see a picture of that guy soon, um, not intubated not and breathing on his own. So take care. Have a great weekend.